we're back. Sorry it's taking us so long, but we're going to bring you two movie reviews this time. It's going to be Pet Cemetery and also Hotel Mumbai. So we're going to go ahead and start out with Pet Cemetery. I should never have shown you that place. So this is a new adaptation of Stephen King's novel. The first one was actually made 1989, so that's 20 years ago. There are some differences between the book, the movie, or the 1989 version and the 2019 version. One of the biggest changes that I knew, and because I don't read the, I didn't read the book, and I haven't seen any of the Stephen King movies adaptations prior to mid 90s. Um, the original family, the Creed family, was actually from Chicago and then moved to Ludlow, Maine. But in this new adaptation, they actually came from Massachusetts. And I'm kind of curious as to why that. I mean, I don't think it's a big difference um, in They're changing the location. Cities. Yeah, <laughs> both cold cities. Uh, this one's more East Coast than Illinois is. Mm-hmm. So, like I said before, I don't know what the big differences are, but I have heard that there are differences in the movie between the book. I've heard that too, and uh, for those who don't know, so the main focus of this movie is about the Creek family moving from Massachusetts to Maine, and when they move there, they find out they live near a pet cemetery, but it's actually... And that pet cemetery might actually be on their land, because mm-hmm. they, they actually have quite a bit acreage. They're not sure exactly where it goes to, but the pet cemetery might even be part of their land. And there's like stories about how, you know, there are pets that are buried out there, family pets obviously, Mm -hmm. and then there's also some kind of cult that goes around there too. When the family moves there, some unexpected instances occur, and they, the dad, played by Jason Clark, tries to bring things back to normal by taking some very deep risks. Yes. And it brings a lot of crazy things to the family, brings a lot of supernatural It things. does, and... I'm not trying to say as much as I can without spoiling it. It also kind of brings you to question, if you're a parent, how far would you go for your child? How far would you go for your family to, mm-hmm. one, keep it together, and two, make sure that everybody is safe and happy? There is one thing, it's in the preview, where the family cat gets killed, but then the family cat gets revived. Wait, that's in the preview? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, well, it's even in the promo images. In the... Well, I know that, well, no, the promo images just shows a cat. Okay, but then the cat gets revived, and the daughter's, like, super happy. See? True. Okay, well, not the poster, but okay, the, uh, there's, like, a still image, production image that actually shows the cat, and it's all mangled and just looking like, why'd you revive me? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> there are some shots of the cat when, when we're watching the movie. I do see that. It's mm-hmm. like... Why did you do this to me? I'm going to make your life a living hell because you did this to me. And because I'm in hell, you're in hell. But did our life cats are that way anyway, so... But they are not. <laughs> I know. I have one of them, and I live with three more. Yeah, I know. But they usually have, like, humans. Why do humans do these things? That yeah, kind My of... baby lets me pet him. Normally. Yeah, I know. But anyway, <laughs> getting off topic. But yes, um... No, this is... I, I haven't seen the original Pet Cemetery. I never read the book either. And so I can't comment on those and what the exact differences are. I do like this movie for the fact that it is very dark. There are some moments mm-hmm. where, like, they're brushing the um, the cat's fur and it's, like, it's 
parts of it comes off and it's like and it gets stuck and you, but mm-hmm. they don't know why it's stuck you don't see the reason why until later on in the movie which i'm not going to give away here yeah i'm not going to give away either but they get pretty up close into it and it gets mm-hmm. pretty gnarly to look at in oh some there scenes. are some scenes where i couldn't even watch mm-hmm. not because it was scary but it was just the gore of it. Mm-hmm. it they did a magnificent job with this um the Girl who plays daughter, I'm sorry if I butcher her name, Jetty Lawrence. I think it's Jetty. I could be wrong on that too, but. Uh, she was wonderful. Yeah, no, she was really good. And I, the third act of this movie is where things finally start to pick up. The first two are fine. The first two acts are fine. But it's in the third act that where it's like, okay, I wanted more of this, more of like the chaoticness, more mm-hmm. of the unexpected direction that it, it takes. It is a little bit of a slow development, but then again, most of the Stephen King stuff is slower to develop in the beginning because it gives you a little bit of that background mm-hmm. and gets you to get to know the characters a little bit before he drops the bomb on you. Yeah. And when he drops the bomb, he really drops it. And there's also the neighbor played by John Lithgow, mm-hmm. who's pretty good in this, too. John Lithgow gets quite a bit of roles here and there, but I think in this one, he's given quite a bit to work with, and he does really well with it. Even yes. though, I also think he's a little limited in the movie, but he does do some pretty good work here. I am a little bit upset with the um, Jason Clark, who plays the dad. Mm-hmm. So the reason why is because, okay, originally, with a lot of his movies that I've seen, I had no idea who was Australian. Until I saw an interview, and I'm like, wait, why is he speaking with an accent? And, you know, he's not, he's really Australian, just really good at an American accent. But this one, if you listen to it close enough, he does let it slip a little bit. And I'm wondering, I mean, it may have just been like he was having trouble trying to connect with the East Coast accent, especially with the Boston accent. So, You know what's really funny? Hmm. So (laughs) I did watch a little video on um, the hard American accents, because there's so many Mm -hmm. that are hard for British people to imitate. Yeah. So Emily Blunt said her hardest accent, since her husband's from Boston, is a Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> so he, you are right. It could be that it was really hard for him to do the Boston accent. Mm-hmm. There are some moments in this movie, too, where it actually is legitimately scary. But mm-hmm. then there are the moments where they kind of rely on jump scares. Not a whole lot, but in some instances where it's like, I think in the first scene, even though it did get me, it's considered yes. a jump scare. But it, it is effective, but it's just one of those, okay, that was a kind of a gimmicky shot. But yes, but you also weren't expecting something that true. like that and that soon in the movie. True. And then there's another, there's like two other jump scares in the movie that didn't really work for me. But I think overall, this movie has a pretty creepy tone and mm-hmm. a cre- creepy vibe to it. And the ending, when it ends, it's just like... Ooh, and it's really a really good ending, really effective ending. Mm-hmm. But this actually kind of feels less like the 2017 version of it, which is almost a very epic story in a way. Yeah. Like, a very not really epic, but more like professionally well-made and just looks good, is acted well. This one is almost like the bargain bin Stephen King. It's still good, but it's almost like the bargain bin kind of Stephen King's well, horror film that came out in like the 90s. And the thing is with it... If they ended it like that, and, and let's say it bombs, mm-hmm. and they don't make a second one, that's fine. Because it's fine the way it ended. It yes. actually had somewhat of a conclusion. Mm-hmm. With this one, though, if they don't make a second one, there will probably be people who are not going to be too happy, mainly because they know there's a second one. And it, the way it ended, 
there's no closure. Mm -hmm. So they need to have a second, or I, at least I think they need to have a second one. Yeah, and with it actually, they if they didn't end it, or if they didn't make a second one, then it would be a little bit of a un, un, unclosed in my opinion because the book itself is super thick. <laughs> like it's super thick, and so yeah, there's a lot of backstory. Read the book, or you didn't watch the original like me, and I still haven't watched the original, which I just bought last year. Don't give me that. <laughs> you know I'm not going to watch it by myself, and I you know. won't watch it with me yet. So I wouldn't know. And to me, that's okay. So if you were in the younger generation who hasn't read any Stephen King books, mm -hmm. it's fine uh, the way it is. With this one, though, I I know there's going to be a second one because it kind of hints that there's going to be a second it one. It does, yeah. There are still some unanswered questions, and I think... Even though, if it doesn't have a sequel, I'm okay with it because I do like the whole kind of what's going to happen next and then it just ends kind of approach to the story. Mm -hmm. But this is not exactly my favorite Stephen King adaptation, but it is good for what it is. Uh, with my rating, I'm going to stick with a solid 7. I'm going to stick with a 7 as well. I would like to, I don't mind watching it again. Sure, same here. Because this is something where, oh, if you feel, you know... If a friend hasn't watched it, they need somebody to go watch it with, I'll go watch it with them. Yeah. But I'm giving it lower than what I probably would have given it or normally give it, mainly because the reason why the scary things happen is because they mention a character. And I was I told you mm -hmm. yeah. what this actual character does, mm -hmm. and they completely botched it. I mean, truthfully, though, when they say it, and what really happens to the story, it, that's not what this creature does. And some, you know, being somebody who actually likes the supernatural stuff, mm -hmm. big fan of Charmed, not the new one. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I quit after three episodes. But I it just, I couldn't buy it, you know. I mean, there was that missing element of why it became the way that it was. And I think they needed a better approach on that. Yeah. Actually, okay. I'm going to change it. I'm going to give it a 6.5. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's good. It's watchable. I don't exactly think it's great, but it is... It, for a lot of Stephen King adaptations, there are some that are really, really bad, mm -hmm. but then there are some that are fine, and there are some that are great, like Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile. Yes. And I think in terms of his good ones, this fits at the bill. Um, there are a couple others. Oh, like Misery and Christine from the 90s. Dolores Claiborne. Oh, I loved Dolores Claiborne. And so a lot of those are, like, great. Actually, those are more like the great adaptations. But mm -hmm. this one is just, it's good. It works. It's better than, like, The Dark Tower or Maximum Overdrive. Or, actually, I think that was... Wait, uh, that's... I don't think that's Stephen King. Isn't that Maxim Patterson? No, Maximum Overdrive? Yeah. That's, that's Stephen King. What's Patterson's? Because he does have a Maxim, too. Oh, he might... The, the, the young adult one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different. That's a different. No, this one's about vehicles that come to life and try to kill people. Oh, okay, yeah. That's different. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think actually, I don't think he actually wrote the book. I think that was just a screenplay he wrote. Or no, 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 okay. no. That was something. That was something else. But yeah, because Patterson's um, about kids. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, again, Pet Cemetery, the new one, it's good. Um, go see it, and we will come back to you guys with a review of Hotel Mumbai in just a second. So Hotel Mumbai is based on the true story of the invasion in India that took place in 2008. There were 12 different locations that were invaded by terrorists. The main focal point of the movie is the Taj Mahal Hotel. 
Yeah. And it follows different people around and like gets all their stories and how they got to the hotel and what happens to them during the attack mm -hmm. and how they try to get out. And this is actually directed by a first-time director named Anthony Morris, I believe. And it didn't feel like a first-timer. This is very professionally well shot. And it's from the moment the attack happens, I was just glued to my seat. Well, even before that, too, because you want to see where these guys are going that are doing all of these bombings in different locations mm -hmm. and how they're not getting caught in the van because they're... They're basically taking instructions on a phone, and then they're being taken to all these different locations, and then they kind of synchronize when they're going to let off the tags. Yeah. And some of the cast members include Army Hammer and Dev Patel, uh, Jason Isaacs, and a few others that I don't know. I'm going to have trouble pronouncing the names correctly. Nazanin Boniati. Uh, she actually plays the wife of our mm -hmm. Army Hammer's character, so Army Hammer and his wife come to the Taj Mahal with their newborn son and uh, their nanny. And there's also uh, a new Pemker, which plays the chief chef. Yes, and he's really, he's really good. good. He's I really love good watching this. him. And Dev Patel. Dev Patel's pretty much great in everything oh, yeah. he does, and he's really good here. He plays one of the um, waiters, waiters, and he's got a pregnant wife at home um, and, a child. and a child already. Uh, well, a child with another one on the way, mm -hmm. I should say. Jason Isaacs is probably the one weak point. I, I love Jason Isaacs. I love him in Harry Potter and Death of Stalin. Mm -hmm. But his Russian accent is oddly a little off. Well, and not just that, but his character, too. So the way that they do his character on what his former profession was mm -hmm. doesn't really match with what happens in, within the movie with him. Because... I'm thinking, okay, if this was your former profession, you wouldn't be caught in this situation like this. Yeah. Especially, and if even if so, if you were, not that easily. Mm -hmm. And usually with movies like this that are based on true events or based on a true story, some of them don't take risks. Some of them are just pretty straightforward. And there are a lot of good biopics out there, but a lot of them are just very straightforward and they tell it like it is, but then at the same time, they just kind of go with the beat. Mm -hmm. This one... Kind of does, but then at the same time, it also doesn't. This one takes a lot of risks, and I can see it upsetting a lot of people. And to a certain degree, I don't want to give away any spoilers mm -hmm. or anything, but there are some risks that are taken that it's like, I didn't expect it to go there. Yeah. Especially from a first-time director. I didn't expect it to be like, oh, that just happened. There are a lot of scenes where it's very intense. Mm -hmm. Like you and I... We were going to try to eat something, and okay. we couldn't even eat it. And it's a good thing we ate beforehand, yeah. because it was just one of those things where it was like, I don't want to move. I, mm -hmm. I, And it was pretty much the entire movie, I did not want to move. Even during the little moments where it's like, okay, they're all crammed to that one room, uh, trying to be safe from the terrorists, or trying to hide from the terrorists. And then it's still like, I don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen at any moment. Well, and not just that, but it's almost... Like those old Sprint commercials where you drop that pin and mm -hmm. that's the only noise you hear. Like with this one, you don't want to... It's very claustrophobic. You don't want to breathe or anything like that because you don't want the terrorists to hear you. Even though I'm pretty sure it's kind of soundproof. But still, if you have a loud noise, like somebody crying, mm -hmm. then they'll hear it. You know, And the thing is with this, I like that they connect a lot of the characters. So they all have different backgrounds. 
Yeah. But they all connect a little bit. There's always there's that little bit of humanity that we can see. And then you also have the really stupid people. There are some people in this that I can see it. It's actually pretty realistic. I can see Mm -hmm. people reacting the way they do in this movie. That's how it is. Some people, when it comes to being under attack in a situation like this, will do really bad things or say really bad things. And that's where tensions flare. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a pretty realistic movie just in the way, you know, it captures everything that... Mm -hmm we come to expect when we hear a story like this. And this actually premiered in, I think, the Adelaide Film Festival in Australia on or around the 10th anniversary of when this attack happened. And then it's now coming out in theaters in like very limited release, but this is one of those where I'm hoping more people can go see it, especially on a big screen, even oh, yeah. though I think the minute you walk into the theater and the minute like the attack happens... That's when, That's when you're, you're just really going to be, I don't know where this is going to go. I'm just going to watch this and, you know, hopefully it'll go where I think it'll go. and hope, But it's going to actually go where you don't think it'll go. Yeah, I was really surprised at what happened with a whole lot of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because I didn't, I really did not expect that at all. So it did have a lot of really good moments. And it did have a couple of funny ones. You know, it lights the, up the mood a little bit. It does, and I love that um, it does really play true to well, this can really happen. Mm-hmm. So one of the scenes, I'm going to give this a little bit away, okay. where they speak they speak in a different language to somebody else. But the, here's the thing, though. If they only speak English, they're not going to understand what you're saying. Exactly. So you have the person guiding them, telling them over the phone... Speak to him in English, mm-hmm. but yet these guys don't know how to speak English. So the guy on the phone has to direct them in what they need to say, so that way they can get answers. Because if not, I mean, and it's really true. Because if I'm Chinese, I speak to you in Chinese, you're not going to know what I'm saying. For the most part, <laughs> it wasn't until I started teaching you a little. Yeah, bit. but you know, in the beginning, if I start speaking to you in Chinese, I'm giving you orders. I'm telling you to be quiet. Don't stand up. If you stand up, I'm going to shoot you. You're not going to know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And this is so very true, and it touches a lot on our human nature and our human instincts on survival. But, yeah, this is, again, a very intense, very well-made film by a first-time director. I'm actually really curious to see what he has in store next. If he has another true story, I'd be willing to see it. Mm-hmm. If he has, if he decides to cross genres and go to horror or something else, which has happened, um, even sci-fi, he gets to do that. But I, I really want to see what he has in store because it's very surprising that a first-time director comes out and makes a film this intense yes. and this well done. There's a tracking shot in the hotel where the bullets are going off, but you don't see them. You just hear them. And it leaves it up to your imagination on what's happening, too. It, yeah, it very much does. And, I mean, even that scene is just very intense. Like, okay, I hear the bullets... I don't see them. Mm-hmm. I want to see what's going on, but at the same time, I love how he's just, he doesn't directly show you that in that scene, at least there are other moments, obviously where he goes and shows you, but it's like this one. He just goes, okay, imagine yourself walking down the hallway and you mm-hmm. hear this. How are you going to feel? How are you going to react? Yeah. And yeah, so this is a very well-made movie. Definitely go see it. I, I, there are some flaws that we didn't mention. I think toward the end also, um, I, I didn't mention this, but it, when it wraps it up, it does get a little too Hollywood style. Yes. But 
I'm okay with that. I mean, it's they do kind of wrap things up really quickly and really just like, okay, okay, let's do this. But before then, it's very well done mm-hmm. and very intense. And it's a little early in the year, but I it's one of my favorites so far. And I ha- we haven't seen a whole lot, but yeah. this is still a really good release from this year. So I'm sticking, I'm going with an 8.5. 8.5? I'm going with an 8.5. <laughs> yes, thank you. Are you going with an 8? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, again, this is a really good... Uh, definitely must-see. ...movie. Definitely must-see. Definitely must-see in theaters. And especially, it's from a smaller studio, Bleecker Street. It's not a big studio. I really studio. like a lot of Bleecker Street and um, H24 stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can go see this one in a big screen theater, go see it. I know it's not as wide, so... If, you know, certain places don't get it, like rural uh, Midwest areas mm-hmm. or whatever. But you can probably rent it on demand when it comes in the next couple months. But yeah. but yeah, definitely, it, whenever you get the opportunity to see it, no matter how you can see it, definitely see it. If it is playing in a theater near you, then go see it in a theater near you. Yeah, it's definitely a recommended that we both highly recommend. Um, it's not something that we do a lot. Yeah. Because there are ones where... We say, okay, you can go see it if you want. Don't see it if you don't want. You can wait until it's on Redbox, mm-hmm. on Netflix. But this is definitely something that we both can agree on, that it's a must-see. I really hope where it gets out and how good it is, so that way it has a longer run. Yeah. But thanks again for joining us, guys, and be sure to tune in next time.